Welcome to the podcast, People More Interesting Than Me. I'm your host, Michael Strumsky, where every week I host a new guest with unique professions, personal adversity, or even maybe a strong opinion or two. And if you haven't hit the five stars review on Apple Podcasts, please hit it now before you forget. Running a podcast is a surprising amount of work, and more reviews converts into a wider range of future guests. This week, we're talking to Kloss. Kloss joined the Air Force after high school to escape his small town and ended up in Japan for his tour. We talk about what it was like overseas and what kind of perspective he gained and where he's at now. Enjoy. I don't know. Me, which is basically a normal, boring white person who uh yeah i'm boring white person yeah i've done uh all types of stuff i lived in japan for a couple years i've uh so so why did currently so why did you move to japan oh i got stationed there okay i lived in a shit small town just shit little small town you know it, where are you, where are you from virginia where are you located Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Yeah. So I was in upstate New York on the border okay. of Canada. Okay. God, there's just nothing but trees there. And, yeah. uh, is I that what after... were you stationed there for like the Navy or anything like that? Well, I was in the Air Force when I was in the Air Force. I okay. grew up in that shit little small town. So I said, well, to get out of here, I guess I'll just join the Air Force because I had a fat friend that did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, if he can do it, I can so I could totally. He's he's fat and he's making it through. That's that's cake then. Yeah. Cakewalk. And then they uh, said, yeah, you're going to Japan. I was like, oh, shit. All right. Well, fuck it. Send it. Let's go to Japan. And that was pretty wild, dude. They got some crazy shit over in Japan. What what are some big differences you see? From here to Japan? I mean, the people were three feet tall, seemingly, over there. And they didn't weigh 600 pounds. Yeah, that's another big thing. (laughs) Which, which, Every, I, which I always see is like, it's baffling to me because they love rice and rice is just so high in like carbs and like calories that you would think that would anticipate that. But I, I guess they love like fish and like seafood and other stuff like that too. Yeah, rice is a pretty good carb if you're moving. If you're yeah. moving. And they stay moving, but they also don't eat. They their Their portions are like a cup and a half of rice. On the average, you know, if you go to a restaurant, they'll give you a, a fuck ton, but just on their day-to-day lunch, if you watch what they eat, it's like a cup and a half of rice and like a little piece of meat. It, it's funny that you mentioned that because I like Pockies, you know, the uh, the dipped like Hell dipped yeah. like sugar sticks, and it, it's just funny you mentioned that just because now that I think of it, like all their like, not that I I don't even know if Pockies are actually Japanese, but uh, yeah, they had them over there. Okay. I, it's just all their desserts are small compared to like the U.S. where you've got like king size bars. You've got like oh, their desserts have stuff. far less sugar in them too. Yeah, like they would, they would have a dessert that literally was just like a piece of bread that was like that thick, about an inch thick, and it was just slightly sweetened. And they were like, "Man, this is so good." Yeah, like this would not. Pat, this would company would go out of business in America if they tried selling this. Yeah, no one would do this. It, it's it's probably because you just start off. I mean, if you're familiar with like, serot- you know how like when you're a child, like your serotonin 
like children love peekaboo, for example. They like all these small things. And then you slowly get older and older, your serotonin, like you need something much better. That's why, you know, like people skydive and then they, they go for their next high where like mm. all these kids in Japan, they probably have like a little bit of sugar, like, and that probably doesn't change much through their life. So it's not like they need more and more. Whereas in US, you're getting pumped with it, like with soda and like all these big candies oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I there's I, literally holidays in America surrounded around giving people candy and getting candy from strangers. Yeah, it is. And, and I think it's like that in the UK and... too. But yeah, maybe they, they at least like they had... take some steps. Oh, yeah, we're all about, well, I mean, in America, our laws are more controlled by lobbyists than anything. And then, you know, the sugar lobbyists are, Big Sugar is not about to let that go to waste. They're like, hell no, dude, freaking Halloween, we make a billion every year in one day. Which, which is kind of funny because I, I don't I don't know the stats on this, but I know like the only real sugar that the U.S. Ha the US has coming in is like sugar beets. Which is like, yeah. because we, I mean, we don't produce sugarcane. We don't have the environment or anything like that. So they're right. they're pulling sugarcane in probably from all these other like high tropic areas. But then you've got farmers and like, I don't even know where the sugar beet farms are. But basically, it, it's just <laughs> funny you get sugar from beets, like something that nobody, yeah. like they might eat them in their salads on an off day, but they don't really, uh, it's not on the menu. It's just funny to me. And I think they get large subsidies just because they're, such a niche crop with sugar in the U.S. and you're like, okay, mm. that's surprising. But what yeah. what are what are some other stuff that you notice? I guess. Um, yeah, I was gonna say they have they did have some fire sodas. They had this one called melon soda. It was like nuclear waste green, mm -hmm. and it was so good. It was so bubbly and good. That's where they get their sugar in, right there, dude. I'm sure the melon soda was banging in sugar. Yeah, I have a, a coworker who introduced aloe, like an aloe drink to me. Like it's yeah. a little Yeah, yeah, they had those over there. And I was like flight pieces in there. Yeah, I was like, that's very interesting. Like, I wonder if that's like good for you, like on a health level, like reducing maybe what's that called? Inflammation or I don't know, yeah, some maybe. secondary health effect. They always say that. They're like, it reduces inflammation. But I'm like, where am I inflamed? Like, is that like when I have an injury or am I just regularly inflamed? I don't know. I think know it's, like I, I think it, it is when you get injured. But you can also, the thing is, I'm pretty sure you can get inflamed from eating stuff like fried foods. That's the problem. Like, if you oh, eat yeah. the wrong stuff, it'll inflame you. And it's just like, you're not meant to eat fried food or anything like that. And that's why your body gets inflamed. It's probably why, dude, I felt I ate some Burger King the other day. I, I just gave in. I was watching Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, classic banger. And I just couldn't. I was I got like three quarters of the way through and was like, mm, I got to I got to go rip some fast food. And there's a Burger King like right down the street, which really is the bottom of the barrel fast food, too. And I just binged on it. I got like three crap bacon burgers, ate them while watching Harold and Kumar, and I felt hungover the next day, dude. I felt yeah, disgusted. Yeah, I've had those incidents day. before. And, and you're in New York. Are you back in New York? You said you're in Florida, right? I'm in Florida, yeah. I'm originally from New York. I haven't lived there in a while, but okay. I'm in well, Tampa. What part of Florida? Oh, you're in Tampa? Yeah. Tampa's pretty nice. Are you actually Tampa, Tampa, or are you St. Pete? No, I'm in a shit little town right outside of Tampa called Thanota Sassa. 
but uh, it's okay. right on the i'm like steps i'm like steps away from it officially okay. being tampa i'm like I right gotcha. on the little border edge i've got a little bit of family in tampa no no i don't have Tampa. st pete brandon if you're familiar with brandon yeah heck which yeah. is a little bit north i think at least um, it's to the east of tampa but uh any other i mean what, what about cultural differences depends on what city you go to because mm-hmm. some of the cities they were racist as hell dude really oh my god they would cross the street to the other side while you were walking they would if you like sat down on a train they'd get up and move osaka which actually probably was my favorite city was definitely the most racist mm-hmm. that i went to People call it like the dirty city of Japan, but it's literally because they have like a little bit of trash out at night before they come and clean it up. Mm-hmm. It's but just it's like still, dirty compared it's still to cleaner. the cities. It's cleaner than every American city. Cleaner still. than New York City? Oh, yeah. It's cleaner than every American city for the most part. Any major one anyway. Yeah, and, no, it makes uh, sense. That's where they were the most racist, but I like that city because Tokyo was like all corporatized Mm -hmm. a lot of japan suffers from like kind of what it is here where a lot of stuff's corporatized Mm -hmm. and osaka they are the right next to kyoto Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if you're familiar with that google image it's a preserved 1800s like town Mm -hmm. it's sick dude they've got like uh samurai stuff there like uh, uh i guess they call them just castles the samurai castles they do reenactments, and those guys were like actually beating the shit out of each other with wooden samurai swords too. But you know, I didn't stay too long, too long for those. But, so, what do you what do you miss most about it? Man, probably just how clean it was. Honestly, it was so clean there compared to like people just clean up after themselves. In America, people just just trash the place everywhere they go. They're just trashing the place. People come, you invite people over to your house, and they leave trash out. I'm like, what the hell? This would not fly in Japan, dude. Yeah, uh, what? There's like a premise that's called like uh, broken broken window or something syndrome. Yeah. Like you see a broken window yeah, in a neighborhood, yeah. then it just goes down from downhill from there. Yeah. Like people just throw trash. They're like, oh, it's already got a broken window, so I don't I don't need to worry about it what's one one piece of trash or what's me putting my garbage in the can gonna change about this neighborhood yeah and just like you said i think the u.s kind of has that that vibe on a country level but yeah yeah well i wonder like the japanese like it's kind of like that oh that's the the dirty person of the neighborhood if like they don't get the stuff in their cans or like I don't know. They don't clean up their yard, stuff like that. That just like Osaka, they get treated like the dirty neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where oh, they yeah. have like a social, uh, social pressure <laughs> yeah. on that person. Um, like dirty neighborhood. So, are you, I? I I guess you got restationed to Tampa. No, no, I'm out of the service now. Oh, so okay. Sweet beard, dude. <laughs> Hard to see behind the mic, but no, I just did the four years. Got out. So they so I could move out of my shithole little town, and uh, when I got there, I went in. I kind of just joined on a whim anyway, because I was like, "Man, I'm sick of this small town." So I went to a recruiter, and he was like, "If you come in open mechanical, I can have you out of here in three weeks." 
I was like, all right, sounds good to me. I didn't even think about what that meant. And I go to basic and everyone that's open mechanical is like, oh yeah, they'll probably, I, I'm hoping to work on an airplane. I'm hoping to work on a jet. I want to work on helicopters. And I'm like, oh man, no, I, I don't want to do that at all. That sounds horrible. Yeah. And then I get to the, uh, the room where they tell you what your job is and they go, all right, you're going to be a plumber. Oh, all right. Fuck it. I'll go with that. That sounds, that sounds fine to me. So I learned a little bit of plumbing, but every time that we'd have like, like a pump that needed the electricians, the electricians would come by, hit like one switch, undo three screws, redo those three screws with like, put the wire on a new thing and they'd be done. And I'm like, Oh dude, that is the gig right there. So when I got out, I picked up the, well, right when I got out for a couple of months before I found another job, I, uh, sold cars that was a fucking whole thing on its own my god and uh, then i picked up working as an electrician and uh, now i do i don't know if you've ever noticed at every red light ever there's big aluminum boxes but i do the wiring for those all the electrical stuff in so there. i have a question for that so is it true do you, do you work the sensors for the red light cameras too yeah if you it's not gonna work if you flash the lights no, no, no. Oh, well, that, that wasn't the one I have. Like, oh, supposedly okay. if you park like two car lengths or three car lengths back, is it true? Or are they taking like each car, like to speed up like a camera or anything like that? No, is that no, it's just a, it's a, there's a, like a, basically a, well, there's a couple different ways to do it. There's mm -hmm. some that have cameras. There's some that have these like pressure loops. Just that be aware people, we're getting a life hack here. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to cut down on our red light. Red light yeah, top. no, you can't really cut it down at that much. Um, when your car pulls up to it, some of them are just timed just already. They don't even have either. They just go on a timer. Mm -hmm. It stays yeah. on this one for that long, and then change, and this one for that long, and then change. But most of them, you pull up to the light, and then the light, there's a pressure loop that then puts a ground, sends a ground signal over to a computer, essentially saying, oh, there's a car here. And um, then from there, it starts to count down to, like, to go to the next light. Like, gotcha. okay. And then it just depends what they have it set to from there. And do you, do you like that job, the electrician job, much better than the plumbing job? Oh, yeah. So much. So much. It's you use your brain more than it's easier because everything's lighter. But you just have to think a little harder sometimes. You got to be like, okay, so the power is coming into this relay here. It wasn't like plumbing where it's like, yeah, there's a hole in that pipe. Time to cut it out. Like, it was pretty easy to troubleshoot in plumbing compared to electrical. The troubleshooting gets a Well, the other thing is, sometimes. usually the plumbing's not going to kill you, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got shocked bad one time, dude. Frick. It was like my third week working with electricity. I had no idea what I was doing. And they had me doing some lights for a school. Mm -hmm. Three phase. So 240 volt for the lights. And I, I'm, I'm touching the wire. No problem. It's alive. I'm just touching the live wire right now. I didn't think about it. Well, I grabbed onto that neutral and it had a load on it like you would not believe my fuck. I barely remember what happened at all. Huh. And then then they just so had you passed me out, basically. Pretty Did much. You pass they, had me okay. out, they had me outside. I was just, I guess. And they had me outside just on the ground and I was still just shaking, like seizing up. And uh, 
my boss was like, yeah, take tomorrow off. And literally, I was just waking up like in cold sweats through the night, still just shaking like, oh, oh, no. I thought I was never going to go back to normal. I thought I was permanently just rickety because there was a guy I worked with who was permanently rickety. But it turns out that was because he was a meth head and he was just always <laughs> on meth. He was always on meth. That, that explains be it. a little like he'd be a little shaky. Yeah. But he was probably the best electrician I ever worked with in my entire life. That's that's what I I, I seen usually is just like I if I had to be fair, I, I would say all these artists like Renaissance, you know, like Michael we'll go through the Ninja Turtles, Renaissance, uh yeah. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Leonardo. Yeah. Donatello. All, I bet you all those guys were like that. Like they were probably like the worst, I don't know, whatever the drugs were back then. Something probably much I think, more I think dangerous. they were more I think those guys were sex fiends. Okay. More than anything, I believe Da Vinci, them. especially, he, he was like super into like orgies and like different things. Like he was, I think he was bisexual. He was down for whatever. Yeah, I I don't know if he was just kind of doing experiments on himself that way because he like documented everything about it. But I think he was more of a sex fiend. One of them was an alcoholic. I think it was Raphael. But those people who have all the the good vices, they're usually. Yeah. very talented they're they're very Hell specialized yeah. in like one one niche like they're very good at it but they don't care about it at all or they're tortured by it. you know what i mean like i don't want to do this but they're very good there's also people who just sacrifice themselves to the craft and are stone sobered and they're like we'll just outwork it's usually like they're not they're more consistent but they don't have that natural finesse of a meth head like a guy yeah. that's just going to show up for eight hours and be like, that's all you're getting from me. And then I'm going and blasting off compared yeah. to a guy that's like, I will work as do as much work as I can before I'm literally too exhausted to, you know, but you get yeah. those too. Cause I kind of think of it as if, I don't know if you like MMA cause John Jones, you know, he's kind of like the, like, co like he'd do cocaine before a fight. And he fought a guy named Chael Sonnen, who was the type of guy that would just show up every day. Claims to have never tasted alcohol in his life, but also did PEDs. But so was John Jones, so it evened out. Yeah, and then it's basically just one guy showed up like kind of high, and the other guy showed up training his ass off, and still the kind of high guy whooped the shit out of him. Yeah, so. I think I think that's consistent with, I and I don't believe people who disagree with this or say they they're not like this, but everyone <laughs> doesn't like gifted people, you know, like mm. who who can just like exactly like you say come to work at like. I don't know, trashed at like 8 a.m. and just do better work than the people who slept well, trained, and have already been yeah. doing this for like 10 years. It's not that I don't like them. I'm just jealous, dude. Like, yeah, Frank, that's, I that's what I, I mean. That. I mean, like, <laughs> they're just like ticked off by the pure, like, you know, they, they're not putting in the work. They really don't care, but they're still like, flying through it like it's nothing to them yeah it's like they're Definitely tortured by themselves movie. yeah yeah exactly but uh yeah i would definitely wish i was like that dude that'd be fire so you're working at a company currently right yeah just doing electrical work and it, at some point it or did you want to transfer to anything like have your own company or yeah maybe anyway maybe i might uh what i'm saving up for is uh I wanted to buy a rental. And then if I got after, you know, you get the first one, 
after a couple of years, take out an equity line, a credit loan on it, get a second one. And then maybe after like 10 years, maybe I'd have like six of them or so, six. And then at that point, I'd have my own stuff to work on as well. So there's a, a uh, there's a guy I interviewed maybe like like two months ago, and he actually lives in Plant City. Oh, that sound familiar? Yeah, that's like right there. Yeah, that's like 20 he, miles uh, away. He flips or he buys trailers. And he basically has bought, I think he's at like 50 or 60. So he'll buy the trailers. He actually started off, he bought, he got one with friends when he was in college and they were paying him rent. Then he, this is 2008 when the huge housing crisis. Mm -hmm. So he took a loss on that, had to sell it, but then he was like hooked. So he started trying to buy these like trailers and then he kept on buying them and buying them and do it like small things to update them. And now he's got like, like 50 that he he rents out to people i would love that i would fleet of trailers <laughs> i need all the well, trailers well you should you should look them. him up you should look him up because he does like i definitely will dude i'll get his name from you afterwards i'll hit yeah, him up no problem. Like, dude but but that dude. then you hear all these stories about people like uh just staying in the houses like that's the that's the problem with it is when you gotta evict people and having to deal with that that's where people run into that'd be the hardest part for me because i can do all of the work i can do all of it except for like very specific if i wanted it to be very nice finished like the, carpentry, you're talking about the finesse parts like you can do 90 percent, but then when it comes to maybe like the trim and getting the carpet yeah. underneath and making it look like yeah yeah Shangri-La, that stuff. yeah that's that yeah. little bit right there is what i'd have to sub out besides that though anybody calls with a problem i can get over there and fix it well that's a good There's thing no with with the air force you a you know the plumbing inside and out right yeah so you yeah, can do the water cool. heater you can do the the bathroom you can do the sink and then you know the electrical so you basically know yeah. all the guts of all these houses the guts, yeah and how old are you roofing. how old are uh, you 20 26 now see 26. you are in the perfect position right now can i tell you that just because sure, in my field you know like if you know all that and i assume like i'm, I'm just gonna guess but you have some stuff you do not at work or not during the army that you like, like 3d printing or something more hands-on, right? Uh, like carpentry or like something with, oh, wood, yeah, you know I what did, I mean? I've did uh carpentry. My grandfather was a master carpenter. I did a bunch of stuff with him. I was a roofer for one summer. <laughs> I did that, you know, so and, I could do it. And let me guess you've had jobs where you had to sit at a desk and you hated it that yeah when i was a car salesman <laughs> for three months i was like oh i'm gonna go nuts doing this and how go, is it and a, Sorry, keep a going. little bit of it a little bit of hating car sales is to do your best you have to rip people off you have to rip them off and then i ripped off this one lady so bad this like 45 year old lady on a palisade so bad and i like went home that day and was like Man, I just made I just made seventeen hundred dollars today, and I feel sick. <laughs> I feel sick. Yeah. So at least with trades, I'm like, all right, dude, this is good. You're doing a good thing here, dude. People are are happy, are thrilled when you get the power back on. We're doing good work here. We're not ripping nobody off. So, so. I don't know if I misheard you, but I definitely think you won't be able to rent houses just for the. You already said it already. I think you could flip houses very easily. Like you look through it, you add, like I said, the plumbing, the electrical, 
I mean, you probably could do recess lighting in your sleep, right? Yeah, I think that's easy. Yeah. Everybody loves recess lighting. Everybody loves <laughs> adding another bathroom. And I mean, you could probably do that. What? in like maybe two weeks, if you have the materials, maybe less. Yeah, but yeah. Like I said, with the yeah. finesse, yeah. you're in the perfect spot right now. Obviously you're, you're loving electrician, but I think, I think you got a great idea if you want to start flipping stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe I could flip one, flip one or two. I just think renting them out would be so easy because you just rent it as long as you don't get a shit tier person. But I think in Tampa, you know, it could be hit or miss on that. You might find a good one, might find a shit one. But yeah, I feel I, like I you mean, find a nice uh, Dominican guy who moved over here. He'll live in that thing for like five years, pay it off because he's not going to save his money to get a down payment. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> But maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll try to rent it out wholeheartedly, regret it, and just sell it immediately. And be like, all right, use this what we scraped up. We're flipping the next one. Maybe that's how it'll go. I'm gonna call yeah. the trailer guy though, dude. Maybe maybe trailers is my yeah. My I mean, way, you dude. could I even kinda, put your foot in the water speaks, that way. Trailers speak to my soul a little bit. I think it's the white trash to my core that when I just like see a trailer or something, I'm like, oh yeah. Like on, I don't know if you watched Ozark. Did you watch that show? Yeah, it's a good they show. They had that little compound where they ha each had like their own trailer and a half circle. Yeah. I'm like, that would be so sick. Yeah, they they definitely romanticized that. That that was the best part, especially, I mean, you know what really made those in Ozark was the fact that they had a chair on top of the trailer. Hell yeah. Because that's something you don't have. I mean, you could have that with, you know, those widow's peaks like uh, they have on top yeah, of houses yeah. sometimes, but you never see anybody out there. That's a thing. Yeah. It's just like you see these huge houses and then you, this is different for you because you live in Florida, but where I'm from, people have pools, but the big houses pool and they're never in them. But I, yeah. I, Obviously, that's completely different, probably in Florida. Yeah, they be using the pools. You have to be in the pools. <laughs> yeah, it's like they'd a be requirement. Using pools there. Yeah, up north, uh, more up north, they uh, people never use their pools ever. It's insane. Yeah. It is insane. They pay out the ass in chemicals and yeah, <laughs> never yeah. use them. Exactly. Um, so, just one last question to wrap everything up. So. And you can you can take your time to think about the answer. This is one I ask all the end of the guests, right? Oh, all right. What is something that your parents did that you'd like to pass on to a next generation? You don't have to have kids, but something when you're gone that you hoped you passed on to the next generation. And what's something um, that you want to do differently with your the next generation? Oh, yeah, dude, I already got these down packed. So my father, he he was the first one to start this one, ingrained, I think, a, the super strong financial responsibility mm -hmm. into me that even at a young age, literally at like, like 15, 14 years old, I was like, all right, so we got to start saving up for retirement. Like We got to be on this one. We cannot be wasting so you, our money. So you had a 401k at like 15? I started my mutual fund when I turned 18. That's I awesome. I, I love when <laughs> I love when people do that. Yeah. But that's that's coming. I, I didn't do it. It's just one mm. thing I wish I sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I yeah. just like that. I yeah, love that. No, I love it. Like and because uh, he didn't he didn't know about like investing and stuff. He so his father 
was not good with his money. So he's like, all right, don't want to be poor. I'm just going to hoard my money. So he would just keep as much of it as he could and not waste it. And then he had a thing with his job. He worked for the state called Deferred Comp, which was like basically their 401k. And he had some money in that. But I took that and then learned a ton about like long-term investing, dollar cost averaging, things like that. That's something that I would definitely instill. Like I worked crap jobs when I was in high school. I wish my dad would have been like, oh, dude, we're just going to take like 50 bucks off of this and put it in a mutual fund. Don't worry. I already opened it up because I couldn't open them in my name by then. But he didn't really know about stuff like that. So I'd love to pass that on. That'd be banger. That'd be a banger, dude. Because if you if you start working at, well, I started working at like, oh, it depends what you count as working. Because when I was like 11, I would go around picking up cans on the side of the road. And I held my own raffle to sell candy I got from a parade. But if you count that, if you count actual jobs, I started working at 13. And if I, if I would have put away just a few hundred bucks a month from there, to when I graduated, I'd have had like 30 grand in a mutual fund just chilling. Yeah, and then like 30 years, that's life. like you're yeah. set. You don't you don't really need or to worry at least about. you got at least you got 30 grand just to start life with at that point. Yeah, that's true you too. Know, that's a huge leg up. That's a huge well, yeah, leg and up. you're and you're doing nothing. You're yeah. Like you don't pay taxes on it, you let it sit. I mean, as right. long as you're as, as long as you've got it in a bunch of different stuff, you don't really need to worry about it. I mean, unless yeah if something happens it's you got you got bigger you got more issues yeah the way that i would spread it out because you mostly just put it in like the s p 500 which is fortune 500 companies if that crashes and the government doesn't bail them out then literally the world's on fire i feel like at that point so i think you'll be all right as long as you keep your money in something like that as long as regular society as we know it is upheld i think we'll be good yeah and um but then for the second half, dude, one thing I'd want to get rid of is for generations comes from my mom's side, but a little bit on my dad's side. My dad's not this way. They cannot throw away shit. Dude, they can't do it. They can't do it. You go to some of my aunts and uncles houses and it's just packed with shit that is literally just could be thrown away. And I have it a little bit in me. I, I force it not to happen. Like, I force myself to throw stuff away, but I'll, like, empty, some, like, a jar. And I'm like, this is a glass jar. And I have to be like, put it in the fucking recycling bin right now, dude. Get rid of that right it's, now. You do not need to keep a jar. So just my parents are just like that. that. And the way I've, I, I mean, I'm I'm exactly like you in that, in that respect. Like, I'll do a clean out every, like, two weeks. I'm going to Goodwill, dropping off stuff that, I might have bought and I'm like, I'm not going to use this again. But I, the way I think of it for them, if you imagine like back then, they don't have Amazon. They don't, they have like, my parents both had six brothers and sisters. I don't know if, if your parents had a lot of brothers and sisters. Yeah. My but, dad had nine, my mom had seven. But you got to imagine <laughs> this. They have so many brothers and sisters. So A, they probably got a lot of hand-me-downs. B, they probably didn't have much like like my parents because yeah. you have to i mean you got six imagine having six or seven <laughs> brothers sisters nowadays nuts dude and then the other thing is amazon like nowadays we can get whatever we want like there's so much product out there but back then it was like if you wanted something a you couldn't research it at all you didn't have the internet b 
like i'm sorry i keep on listening to a and b but uh <laughs> you had to go somewhere to get an item like it was a thing yeah. to get an item nowadays like uh -huh. to get an item it's just nothing you've lost like the whimsical it's like getting a letter right but we get emails now you know yeah that's true and i, I have to try to gain perspective from them but somehow not have those items yeah <laughs> that's the worst part but yeah um, that's that's the podcast sir hell yeah thank you very much that's for being on good, if you like this week's episode of people more interesting than me please follow me on apple podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these.